TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. This is Inside the Champion's Mind featuring Dr. Lawrence Tam and Marcus Pierce. Welcome to Inside the Champion's Mind, a show dedicating helping you overcome mediocrity in the pursuit of being world-class in anything that you do. I am Lawrence Tam, co-founder of The Wellness Couch, and my champion mindset co-host, Marcus Pierce. Welcome again. We're opening the new year of 2014 with this podcast. I'm pretty excited. How about you? Happy, oh, man, I'm pumped. Happy New Year to you, LT. It's going to be a sensational 2014. 2013 was awesome. We had a massive year at the couch and both personally and professionally, I know um, you and I kicked butt, but 2014, I just love the start of a new year. It's just, um, I'm so optimistic as I'm sure most people are, um, looking forward to bringing so much more um, into life and and everything is just so rosy at the beginning of 2014, LT. Yeah, it's it's amazing. It's uh, love to... Um, you know, to all the listeners who listen to the Inside Champions Mind, thank you for becoming um, faithful listeners, I guess. And, you know, we've been doing this for almost a year now. Well, I know I have done this for over a year for Inside Champions Mind. Um, But Marcus, but I think you're coming up to almost a year doing this with me. And man, it's been a great journey. And we've been getting amazing feedback. And uh, thank you for all those who uh, stuck around through the year, but also sending us Facebook messages saying, you know, this has been the b- best podcast. Um, that yeah, there's a, I love a bit stuff. of a, there's a bit, a few wellness couch wars out there, LT. Inside the champion's mind has a, I love our followers. They really do. I don't like to call them followers. I love our listeners. Yeah. They really do love uh, the podcast. And I'll tell you what, the wellness guys might have a bit of competition, LT. Oh, I think so. I think so. There's, there's a just... bit of love out there and it's awesome to, to communicate with, um, with our listeners. I think that, you know, the uniqueness about the Inside Champions Mind um, podcast listeners that they they are um, very like-minded, you know, they're focus-driven and they are people who don't want to stand, they want to just stand against mediocrity, you know, they're yeah. really just looking for change and uh, I think they're getting a lot of great ideas and, and I think the, the difference I believe that this podcast can bring is that you can listen to it over and over again um, and uh, get different ideas and I know I do, you know, every time we chat and talk, um, different ideas come to our mind and, uh, you know, we just pick a topic and, you know, it just flows for 30 minutes. And, uh, so, so today's topic really to start off the whole entire year is, um, the topic of, you know, we all know that you've all made some sort of goals, vision, dreams, a mission, whatever you want to call it. You've written it down. You have most likely, um, you know, want to, to, you know, have a visualization of it and uh and you've already you know spent some time sort of starting to move towards it and uh what a better you know no better podcast to actually help you do that but what we want to help you do specifically is you need to ask this question and marcus put it best i think and he says who do you need to be in 2014 for you to achieve those goals and i think that's a great question to ask so marcus let's let's start but with you by asking the question what do you mean by that well, thanks so much, LT. I think the, the biggest key is is that I reckon 99% of the population that have set a resolution or put some goals in place for 2014 have really started off with, well, what do I need to do in 2014? This is how most people start their days. They go, well, what do I need to do today? Now, I would first of all say the biggest question we need to ask for 2014 is, well, what do I really want? 
Okay, and I'm tipping most people have actually already asked this. What do I really want in 2014? And then they say, well, what do I need to do in order to get it done? But I almost think that before we ask that question is, well, what do I really want? Okay, I want, to, I want X, okay. Well, who do I need to be in order to have that mm. or achieve that or do that? Because it's the whole character traits, the personality profile, whatever you want to call it, of who you are that's going to determine whether or not you're going to achieve what you want in 2014. And it just you see it over and over again. When people don't change but their expectations change or their um, – or their yeah their expectation, but their behaviour doesn't change. Then nothing changes, and so it really comes down to who are you and what are you going to change about yourself. Whether it's improving a trait that you know is not serving you, or um, getting yeah getting rid of one that you know is not serving you. Because and most of them are the same for most people. Um, but I do think it's something that must be spoken about because there's so much press about what are you going to do in 2014. Um, but there's not much about well. What are you going to be in 2014? So I really think it's something that we need to we need to delve into LT because it's it's uh, it's vitally important. I think you, uh, for those of you who are not driving and listening to this, I think you should take a piece of paper and you write these three words down: be, do, and have. And the, uh, we've spoken this, uh, I think, these three words before. And um, someone told me actually, I think it comes from uh, the landmark form, and uh, which I haven't done, so I, I can't really comment from it. But um, basically, be, do, have has always been a um, instrumental three words for me in those particular order. We all know what we want to have in life, right? So those are the goals, those are the visions, those are the things that we talked about. But you know, with, with um, what you just said, we've written it those down, but. In order to have those things, we need to do some actions, don't we? We have to actually move towards the actions to achieve uh, whatever it is that you want to have. But before you actually take action, the step before, which, what you're suggesting, Marcus, is, is that you actually have to become the person that you need to be before you actually have the things that you actually want to have. That's it. That's it. And it's all in reverse because everyone's always focused on the haves and not many people are focused on the bees and that's why we do a podcast like this, isn't it, LT? Mm, it's all in the mind, right? So you got to be, you know, really set in your in your mindset that you can see yourself uh, in the person that you in the future of who that person is going to be like. You know, if you want a million dollars, for example, you're going to have to actually somehow get your mindset around what does it feel like and you know to be a millionaire in terms of the decisions you're going to need to make the sacrifices you're going to have to go through the lifestyle i mean we all think of oh become a millionaire that's fantastic let's you know i'll be spending all this money but no millionaires don't think like that you know if you ever read the book uh that my the millionaire next door millionaires don't think like that at all they don't think about spending they're actually more about savings um you know they're the typical people that don't drive a luxury car they actually drive a beat up old car you know they and, are the people that get their shoe soles replaced rather than go and buy new shoes exactly exactly so you know you got to figure out what that person is like and in terms of what they do the decisions that you they make and how they think you know and that's what i love about this particular podcast and, and they you know about champions minds because i want to think like a champion Right. If I want to become a champion, I want to live my life as a champion. I want to get out of mediocrity. I need to learn how to think like a person who who has a champion mindset. And that's why we know we love following sports stars. We love following you know successful entrepreneurs and business people, like minded people. Because you know, not that they all have their you know 
stuff together. I almost swore there for a sec. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this is PG rated or G rated, anyways. Uh, so they almost had their stuff together. But the thing is, you know, not that they're perfect, but I want to know what makes them tick, what makes them drive themselves to reach that pinnacle level of their career. Okay, LT, this is, this is so awesome that you've said this because my very first ideal virtue, I suppose, for creating your, your 2014, for me, it has to be selfishness. I think every champion, every winner, um, every and when you talk about sport, I think of you know athletes, but when I'm talking about real life, I'm talking about putting yourself first. All athletes have to put themselves first, right? You look at tennis players, footballers, basketballers, whatever sport. There's always a, a high element of selfishness, and some people don't like it, some people do. But you're never going to live your ideal life if all you do is dedicate your life to putting everyone else in front of you. And I suppose I say this particularly to parents because it's so easy to put our kids or our spouses or other people's needs before our own. But if we don't put ourselves at the top of the list, I always had a mentor um, in the media day say, you are the most important person in your world. And I, I think about it all the time because if we don't put ourselves first and put our own needs first, and I don't mean being juvenilely, um, pathetically selfish, I mean actually putting ourselves first where where we win and other people win, but we have to put ourselves number one LT. Otherwise, the things that we want in life are not going to become a reality. Mm. We can't go through life being so altruistic and selfless and always doing things for others at the expense of our own. And, it, and that's what creates resentment and that's what creates illness and that's what creates so many negative circumstances in life. So for me, putting yourself first has to be number one. I think it's a... a, a- we could we could probably spend hours discussing this and going back and forth and arguing about this point, but I think you're you're right. I think it it is about self selfishness. Uh, I mean, selfish being selfish. Um, because really, I mean that I remember coming across Ayn Rand. Have you read Ayn Rand's work? I haven't. No. Yeah. Well, Ayn Rand wrote like amazing book, and one of them was called The Fountainhead, and I can't remember what the other one was. And it's a massive, huge, thick book. But he she puts in a lot of um. Uh, you know, dilemma, you know, questions thinking about, you know, one of the things was being that we human beings function from the, from the position of being selfish all the time. And so some people argue, well, that's not true. Right. And that's not true. We, 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 some people would spend their life uh, giving, you know, their, their, their whole life to, you know, someone like mother Teresa, for example, would give their life to um, helping others. But the argument of that is that she got something out of it too. Right. Yeah, she did it because she loved to do it. She's like, what do I want to have or be or do today? Yeah, And she's like, I want to be giving and generous and loving. I want it, And that's what she wanted to do. So she was being selfish by going out and doing what she wanted to do. Yeah, most people wouldn't call her selfish, but that's what she's also doing because she was able to, as by, by giving herself her whole life and dedicate her life to the people of, of India, uh, she got something back as well. And so the argument for Iran was saying that that no matter what you do in life is that you're also also receiving. And uh, it's very difficult. And I think there is a level, I'm sure, 
and I know I was in the States uh, recently and, and uh, you know, my the mentor the, who was leading the group was called Lee Brower and he talks about gratitude and there's four levels of gratitude and Lee, I, you know, I'll, I'll do my best to uh, <laughs> attribute you to this, these four <laughs> levels of gratitude. I hopefully, hopefully I won't uh, bastardize, it, bastardize it too much, but, you know, first level is ingratitude where there's no gratitude at all, right? You're just not grateful. And second gratitude is the social gratitude, which is about just the please and thank yous, you know, the social acceptable gratitudes. And the third level is the appreciative gratitude and um what that did is it's more about um giving thanks and just doing things because you're also receiving but he talks about this fourth level which is all the empowered gratitude and i thought this was interesting it's about giving something without actually without the expectation of receiving and i thought Wow, that, that's kind of interesting concept. And and what he means by that is, and we I did this myself, and I copied his model, and basically went out to dinner one day, and um, basically I um and this is what he calls a legacy breakfast. But I did this for dinner uh, the same night that he told me the story, and I said basically I picked um, a couple uh, in the restaurant, and um, I basically when I paid for my bill, I paid for their bill as well. And uh, we've all sort of heard that story before. But the, the trick here is that I walk away without fi- ever finding out and never looking at the reaction. You know how you hard were an that was? Donor. You that were was an anonymous donor. But the, the, the thing that I learned from this, right, was really difficult. I struggled with this for days after. Even though I, I did it, you know, because I, you know, I felt good. But I still wanted to know the reaction. Like it, it was almost eating up yeah. and that proves the point I think to what you were saying about being selfish right in the sense that you kind of still want to know <laughs> what was the reaction and you did it for and I still did it because obviously I wanted to give back and I wanted to pass it on and, and just kind of give something back to the world but there's also a part of you that you know you felt good and then that is the reward in itself and that's exactly what you're trying to say is that when you're doing something in order for you to achieve greatness to helping others and give back to the community, you have to start to think from yourself as well. Like you got to start to think, you know, this is our current belief system at the moment is thinking you have to take care of yourself and, and achieve your goals. And when you do that, that almost give permission for others to succeed alongside with you. Yeah. LT. You just told a wonderful story, but the journalist in me has to know, what would you have done if you went to dinner, you paid for them, and you looked through a window and watched their reaction? What would you have done if, I'm thinking of the male, what would you have done if he was really angry? (laughs) (laughs) Because you wanted to see this Hollywood ending. What happens if it wasn't that way? In your mind, because I'm curious, because this is a lot of people would be like, "Yeah, I'm thinking they're going, yeah, I want to know what happened. I really want to know what happened. What was going on in your head? Uh, if 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 they got angry, yeah, I have no idea how we react. <laughs> <I'm> actually- <laughs> would you be like that was a waste of money, uh, or no, would I don't you be so. like, well, I, I can't control how they act? And I, to and, me, it's know. always been about I can only control the things that I can control, um, yep. and I. I'm. I don't bother trying to control things that are out of my out of my hand, and uh, that is not within my sphere of control. So I can't control weather, but I can control what I do in the weather and how I I see the weather. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? That's it. Um, that's how I kind of live m- my world, and um, so I I try to focus on the, only the things I can control. That's a cool story, I'll tell you. 
I love those stories. Yeah, well, I didn't say that just to kind of give me praise, right? So I just, let's be no, clear no, on that. Just, yeah, sorry, I'm getting caught up in the story though. But what I, <laughs> what I, I just wanted to kind of dead, you know, show that the levels of um, selfishness um, that uh, people can have, and I think we all should strive towards that. I would, I would challenge anybody to go and do that and walk away without finding and see what the emotions that come up. I think that's pretty a powerful story, a lesson for myself. And I'm still sort of contemplating and, and still learning from it, um, whether or not like, you know, how is this going to affect me moving forward? And, um, you know, we do it all the time when you think about it. But I think, you know, in the context of what we're talking about here is that when you achieve your goals and when you start moving towards your purpose, um, you start to realize that you have a major impact on other people around you and you may have no idea uh, that you will have any influence on that particular person or you know, down the track. You, it just, every time you achieve something, it creates a ripple effect around you and that ripple effect will cause someone to help them be better, but you might never see that. You might never see that outcome, mm. but I think you need to keep in mind that when you achieve your goals, you might actually help someone else achieve their goals. And they could become the prime minister of Australia or president of the United States. Who knows just because of one action that you've done. And however, I think you need to keep that in mind to say, you know what, I'm moving forward with my purpose and my goal. And the reason why I'm telling you this is because it's important to know why that goal you have written down for you for 2014 is so important to you, right? You know, that's would be the second question I would ask. You know, we yeah. asked, talked about how, you know, who do we need to be? Well, the second question is, is, well, why do you actually want it? Like, it's not good enough to say, I want to lose weight. I want to lose 10 kilos. Okay, why? Well, because I want to look good. That's not a good enough reason. Like you got to go deeper because what's if there's no inspiration, if you can't draw from inspiration, it's never going to happen. It might be because I want to travel around the world and at the moment I can't fit into one airplane uh, seat and I am sick of um, having to spend all of this time, money, energy and effort on being overweight or it might be on being 10 kilos heavier than what you are um than what you want to be but yeah you need to link it to something bigger than just one small um almost immeasurable step because there's plenty of people out there that actually look amazing but they don't have the self-love inside to actually acknowledge it exactly and i think you know going back to your original question about who do you need to be um, in order to, to in 2014 to achieve those goals? I think that's a great question to ask, and I think you should write those down. I and mean, think about the different, different uh, characteristics that they, that person has to be, right? You got to think about, let's think about from, um, from three perspectives. Number one, mentally, right? Mentally, who do you have to be? You know, what are some of the thoughts that has to go through your mind on a daily basis or even a minute-to-minute basis? What frameworks that you have to, to think from in order for you to actually achieve that goal, right? So I kind of gave you a little bit of framework how I function in life, not to say I'm successful or anything, but in my framework is I control only the things that I can control and I let everything else that I can't control to basically just be. I can't you know, force anything to change, but I can definitely change. And the one thing I can influence is how I react to that, right? If, the, if there's a, a tsunami that hits me right now, I can't control the tsunami, but I can control how it affects me. Mm. my mental attitude or whatever yeah so i think that you know those are the questions you need to ask mentally who do you need to be and if you don't know i think it's important for you to take a guess or 
ask someone who's already in that position or already who has achieved that goal that you want to achieve. Right? Copy, copy, copy. Yeah. It's, it's good to be a copycat. It's good to just look at the people that, uh, that are, are where you want to be, have climbed the mountain you want to climb, have done the things you want to do, and just learn about them. Mm. That's why autobiographies are so awesome. Oh, exactly. Because you get to learn about the struggles that people have gone through, the successes that they've had, how they got there, you know, what led to their failures, all of the things. And that's, yeah, it's, it's so true. It's got to mm. be done. So the second thing, uh, second layer I would look at, so mentally was number one. Second layer, look at, look at that person is going, how do, what do they need to feel? Like, what are some of the feelings that they have to do on a regular basis to kind of be, put themselves in the position to actually achieve that goal? Right. Like, you know, in terms of what, you know, for example, like we'll take the millionaire example that we had, you know, if you, if you want to become a millionaire and you know, you're nowhere near that at this stage and, but you have this feeling or of money's always a bad thing, or you've been taught that, um, money being rich means that, you know, you're, you're conniving, scheming per type of person. Well, that type of feeling will never get you there. Because mm. yeah, you will resent yourself for being there, so therefore you will actually subconsciously will prevent yourself from getting there in the first place. Or even if you got there, you would do everything possible to make sure that you don't get there and, and you'll, you'll lose it all or you give it all away. Yeah. So I think it's important that you know you got to think about from the mental side, but also from the feeling side, what feelings that you actually have to go through on a day to day basis on on what that person is going to be like. So, you know, so someone who wants to lose a bit, who wants to lose 10 kilos, what does that person going to have to feel like in terms of their feelings, their relationship with their body, their, you know, their, their mental thoughts that's going on in their heads to actually get to them to be in that position? Can I add something in here, LT? Of course. Is that with this feeling, I definitely think that a feeling that if you look at any any example that we give, whether it's a money example, whether it's a career example, a physical example, I think um, anyone that's achieved something great has had a real notion of being relentless, of being someone that is – they've got a real whatever-it-takes attitude. So whatever goal that you've set for 2014, even if it doesn't happen in 2014, any person that's achieved greatness will do whatever it takes to achieve it. So whether it happens in 2015, 16, 17, 18, they don't care. But the fact is that they never stop. And the rules might change, the goalposts might change, but they actually never actually stop because you're always learning, you're always learning more about yourself, what it is that you're doing. But if the relentlessness, if the relentlessness or the determination or the drive isn't there, the first challenge that comes up and with, with weight or health challenge uh, goals it's normally sometime in mid-january or the end of january when all of the public holidays are now done and the holiday feeling is beginning to subside um that people start to to drop the ball then i think you know if you don't have that level of drive then that feeling that that character trait of, of being determined is not uh if you find that you give up easily then that's something that you really need to work on. And I think one one way to kind of do one one way to kind of help with that is to really only set one, two, three, or maximum four goals for the year. Because if you have too many goals, it's so hard to be relentless or determined because you've got too many too many um, aims that you're trying to trying to hit. So true. Um, I remember I actually been, I'm reading this book called The Fiftieth Law, um, and it's the most unusual book that um that you would think that i would actually read it's actually written by robert green 
and Robert Greene was a um, who wrote the book Forty Eighth Powers of Law. And not that you would think that I, you know he's very corporate and and you know interesting. And that book has you know been a number one bestseller before. I've never actually read that book, but what interests me about the Fiftieth Law is that Robert Greene wrote this book with Fifty Cent. I don't know if you guys oh, know wow. who 50 Cent is. It's Curtis Jackson, who's the rapper, um, who used to be a drug dealer, a hustler, um, who became a rap artist and uh, now, you know, is in movies and also has become, you know, a successful entrepreneur. And and what's interesting about it, I'm reading this book from a perspective of a hustler right? Um, who utilized the 48 Laws of Power written by Robert Greene, who moved up the chain, the food chain of, of drug dealing to move into the music business and so on and so forth. And it goes talk to, you know, goes I'm bring this point because you just mentioned about the, the thing you just said about um, being relentless, you know. And 50 Cent, like, you know, he was relentless in terms of his ambition, but also his motivation and drive because of one thing and his character of, you know, the feelings that he had was that he had no fear. And the reason why he had no fear was because, um, well, because he's been shot like eight, one time he got gunned down with eight bullets. Uh, you know, he's been faced as since, a, you know, as a young kid of 15 years old that, you know, had a gun to his head. And so you know, he recognized that in order to survive on the streets and in, in, um, in the South Side, that you actually had to have no fear and that people had to perceive that you had no fear. Otherwise, they would mess with you. Right. If they saw that you had a bit of fear, they're going to take you down. And so his whole basic power that he has was that he had no fear. And that's what moved him, even though he could be afraid on the inside, but he had no fear all the way through um, in his life to be able to move up the food chain. Um, and, and, you know, in his words, and from the hustlers days. And I thought, I find it so fascinating to learn from, you know, we talk about champions mind, about learning from different people and how they went from, you know, the poorest of, you know, poor support being poverty to drug dealing to all the way up to, you know, fame and power and how they were able to do that. But the mindset, right, behind that to get to that level is huge. That is fascinating. Mm, it's, it's, it's a great but I'm only halfway through it. And it's, it's just amazing to kind of hear the insight. I'm learning from 50 Cent. <laughs> so that's pretty cool. <laughs> uh, no, I, you're getting a dose yeah, of 50 Cent. So um, let, me, let me finish this third point before I yeah, forget. So, I was hoping so, you'd do so, that. so you got yeah, the man. mental side, right? So becoming the person, you got the mental side, and then you got the heart, right? The feeling. The third thing is... What are the things that that person needs to do, the action, the decision that that will shape their destiny, right? What are some of the, you know, as Tony Robbins says, right? The moment of, of, of the destiny is the moment of choice or something like that. It's the decision yeah, the that you make. The, decision, decision, yeah. the moment of decision is the, that, that shapes your destiny. So what are some of the, the choices and the action that this person has to take in order for you to accomplish that, to, you know, your 2014 goal? And if you can think, right, let's just imagine yourself, right? Forget about trying to achieve your goals from, from the present you and try to imagine how differently would it be if you actually did those goals from the person of the future you, mm. yeah? You would know that, you know, just in, from imagination and just from, you know, logical thinking that you would be much better suited to achieve that goal if you did it from the future you than the present you. That's it. And every twelve months, I mean, every day we're a different person. Like we have to recognize that the twelve, the in, in twelve months' time, you are going to be a different person. I mean, LT, if you look at yourself twelve months ago, oh, totally different geez. person. Like you know, it's been an absolute, um, 
absolute transformation for me just in the last 12 months. And, you know, simply from doing things like this, you know, talking about it and, and getting insights out of my head and, and, and you know, getting it down and, and, and also sharing it with people. And so just, I th- thinking back, like for you, for those people who can't visualize forward, just think about this question about what would you tell yourself, you know, 10 years ago? If you, had to, if you were in, went back in the time machine 10 years ago and go back, what would you tell yourself if you were eight, you know, back when you're 18 years old and you, took, you talk to yourself when you're 18 and say, you know, this is what I've learned. This is what you need to do. What would you tell yourself? I think that's what's happening. If you want to think to become the person is think from the person of a year from now and then come back to tell you. What would they mm-hmm. tell you to do or be like in order for you to take the action to achieve 2014? Because at the end of the day, I want every single one of you listeners to achieve those goals, achieve them because, man, when you start achieving the goals, you become a different person, you become a bigger person, and you start to change you, guess what? You start your own ripple effect, and if we have like thousands and hundreds and millions of people doing ripple effects, this world will finally change. Mm. Wow, that's powerful stuff. And the other thing is when you say that, LT, because I started just thinking about it myself, you know, I do think there's a fair degree of intuition comes in there, but those answers start to come through pretty quickly. You know, you begin to actually uh, get the 10, you know, the person 10 years older and wiser, and they give you the answers pretty quickly. And so you want to listen to them and they go, oh, no, that wasn't it, that wasn't it. No, that's it, that's it. And you want to act on that. You want to act on that quickly, and you don't want to forget it. And if you do forget it, you just ask it again and you just ask it again. But actually take action on it because there's a lot of wisdom in our souls and then the sooner we can start to actually put it in place and, and actually do it and listen to it. And like you said, LT, even getting our thoughts out via these podcasts is a great way just to express. So if you need to do the same thing, if you feel like you need to express, just start recording your thoughts down more and you start to feel a synergy of actual your own personal wisdom come to the fore and then that, like you say, LT, those ripple effects become even more powerful mm. i mean just think about it. that future you is the same person right it is just you in the future so you know just older and wiser exactly you should listen to him <laughs> or her whoever that is right so make sure you go and try to do this stuff because um i mean man we asked a lot of questions in this particular podcast so i'd love for you to just maybe go back and re-listen to it and if you think that this podcast will help someone in terms of helping them you know have a better life have a better 2014 and move forward and uh, well, share it with them. Tell them about it because uh, we need more people who um, stop living a mediocre life and start living a champion, champion life. So, Marcus, as we start off 2014 with an um, amazing 30 minutes, so thank you so much for being part of that. Thank you, LT. Thanks for your stories as always. I love your stories. I'll have to find more stories for, for, for the next few weeks. <laughs> Guys, go to our Facebook page. Go to Facebook, facebook.com slash Inside the Champions Mind. Make sure you go like us there and I'd love to hear your feedback on this particular podcast and tell us what you think about you know the beginning, the first podcast as we head into 2014. And, and who are you going to be in 2014? Let yeah, us know. I'd love to Put know. Put it down. Yeah, be specific. Be? be specific. I'd love to know some details. And so go to our wellnesscouch.com website. There's tons of podcasts there. There's so many, so much information from great minds and uh, great people that uh, will definitely inspire you moving forward in terms of health and wellness in 2014. And while you're, uh, um, while you're at it, why don't you go to subscribe, subscribe to us on iTunes and uh, give us a rating there because I'd love to hear your ratings and feedback there. Well, this is Inside the Champion's Mind, a show dedicated to helping you overcome mediocrity in the pursuit of being world-class in anything that you do. I'm Lawrence Tam, and he's Marcus Pierce. See you on the next episode. This has been a production of TheWellnessCouch.com. 
check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash The Wellness Couch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.